When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Am I the asshole for berating my sister for doing my husband's laundry? My female 31 sister, 23, moved in with me and my husband, male 29, a week ago. She does not contribute money, but takes on lots of house chores as a way to compensate for it. She'd cook, clean, organize, vacuum, etc. Yesterday, I was at work and came home and found that she'd done my husband's laundry. I was stunned as I felt this was not her place, nor was it appropriate, because for one, I always do his laundry, and more importantly, I did not think it was appropriate for her to be looking at his underwear. She downplayed the whole thing, saying it was not a big deal, and she saw that I was struggling with work and then kids and wanted to help me by doing the laundry. I told her she shouldn't have done it, but my husband didn't react, and she used that to support her argument, saying no one thinks it's a big deal except me. We argued, and she shut me down, then started crying, saying she meant well and was trying to help out. But I couldn't help think this was not her place. My husband told me to drop it, but I can't shake this weird feeling I got. He told me I should apologize to her for berating her, but I refused. Okay. Up until the last two lines, I felt 100% like OP was the asshole here. And referencing the levels of assholery on the ASCON scale, that would put her at... ASCON 3, let's say that. You probably should have approached that differently because it's not a big deal. People wash other people's underwear all the time. It's not like she's seeing his junk just by washing his underwear. And unless he has like skid marks or, you know, frontal stains or something else that you should worry about that's on or in the underwear, it's not a big deal. It's not sexual, you know, whatever. Now, I say that, but reverse the sexes. If it was a younger man who was washing the underwear of, like, my wife, that could be a kinkier thing. Maybe I'm an ass for thinking that way. I don't know. I'll have to get the lady's opinion here. Is washing a man's underwear as kinky as a man washing a female's underwear? I don't think it is, but I might be wrong here. Anyway, operating on the assumption that it's not a big deal to wash a dude's underwear because they're just basically shorts. Or, you know, even if they're boxer briefs or whatever, there's nothing sexual about men's underwear. Unless you're like an underwear model and then somehow they make it like super cool. But it's pretty much just there to keep everything tidy. But here in the last couple of lines, she said, I can't shake this weird feeling I got. And that is a red flag, because if she's getting a weird vibe in there, then there's something else going on. And that immediately leads to thinking that her younger sister might be messing around with the husband. That's where the natural line of thought for this path comes from. So, what do you do with that? And she said right after she got this weird feeling, he told her that she should apologize to her for berating her, which would further evidence in that direction. We have no idea if that's actually the case. OP could just be overreacting to this, because if this is all based on just the fact that she was touching his boxers, then it seems to be unfounded. If there's more to the story that we just don't know, and there's more to this vibe that she's feeling, that could contribute to some actual potential bullshittery going on. So uh, I'd say overall still, ASCON 3 probably should have approached that differently. Without knowing more to this story, it seems like her feelings are unfounded. But if she's getting a vibe, normally there's a reason, and 
I would suggest to OP that you identify the other factors involved with causing that vibe. If there's only the touching of boxers, you might need to chill out a little bit. Am I the asshole for having a photo of my son's DNA test framed and hanging in the living room? I, male 32, met my wife three years ago. We got married nine months ago. We have a baby boy together that she got pregnant with while we were engaged. My wife used to be a sex worker. No judgment on that, please. What's a sex worker? She did what she had to do to survive. Got it. That answers my question. My parents were always being skeptical about her and lots of times asked if I want to settle down with her. When she got pregnant, they went nuts and demanded a DNA test. They refused to attend the wedding till the DNA test was done, which caused a huge problem. They ended up missing the wedding, obviously. The test was done because my wife wanted to prove a point and eventually my parents made amends and we reconciled. They started visiting and yesterday noticed the photo of the DNA test that I hang in the living room. They asked about it and I told them that it serves as a reminder for why they didn't attend my wedding. They were stunned and livid when I mentioned that I tell any guest the same thing I told them. Mom and dad were mad and asked me repeatedly to take it down, saying I'm being too harsh on them and refusing to let go of the past as well as embarrassing them to other family members. I refused to take it down and I admit being sarcastic in my response, saying it goes with the house decor. They begged, then refused to come over anymore till I remove it. My brother thinks it's petty and childish and I should take it down. All right. I'm editing some stuff in. First of all, my wife does not mind having the photo up. She laughs about it sometimes, but she's still carrying some hurt that was caused by what happened. And second of all, no, she no longer does sex work. It's all in the past. And did I mention that my brother and I aren't close? He's known as the crackhead in the family, so that's that. Okay... This is a... I don't even know where to go with this, man. Okay, let's backtrack a little bit. So, he met her three years ago. They got married nine months ago. They have a baby together. She got pregnant while they were engaged. It is his child. Wonder how they met. Just saying. And as a parent, I get where they're coming from. As a parent, you see more risks than your child does. I understand where they're coming from. They executed on communicating their concerns a little bit harshly and childishly. Demand. As hard as it is to trust your kids to make their own decisions, he's a grown-ass man, and he can make his own decisions. And they were trying to protect him by saying, you need to make sure that that is your child. I understand that. But at the end of the day, does it matter? It didn't matter to him, either because he just flat out knew it was his kid, or he didn't care, which means that it shouldn't have cared to his parents. But I understand why it did. Now, missing the wedding because there wasn't a DNA test to prove the kid was his, they went a little bit too far with that one. A wee bit. Oh, I will not be attending that wedding unless there is a DNA test. No one says that. I understand their concerns, but they're not attending the wedding doesn't mean the wedding's not going to happen. Did they think them saying, oh, no, we won't be there? Maybe his mom was thinking, if we don't go, they just won't have the wedding. They'll hold off. That didn't happen. Y'all missed the wedding, and y'all looked like asshats. And now there's a framed reminder so that you you remember how big of an asshat you were. And yeah, that stings, but guess what? It was warranted. It won't hang up there forever. I really don't think it will. Especially when that kid's old enough to be like, what's that? And then OP has to be like, well, son, let me tell you about the day that your grandma and papa missed your dad and mom's wedding because they didn't believe you were my child. See, your mom used to be a sex worker. It's a big old story that he's not going to want to get into. So that is not going to be hanging up in the living room forever. Too many complications with 
with it. So just do your time and get over it. Not going to the wedding was a shitty thing to do. I understand where you're coming from, but it was a shitty thing to do. In fact, let's reference our ASCON scale to see where you fit in here. As a reminder, ASCON 1 is no way you should have done that. You're a terrible human being. ASCON 2 is you definitely shouldn't have done that, but it doesn't make you a terrible person. ASCON 3 is you probably should have approached that differently, and ASCON 4 is you probably could have approached that differently. Maybe you're an asshole, maybe you're not. And let's see where Grandma and Papa fit in here. Personally, my feeling on this is them missing the wedding because of this DNA test not happening yet is an ASCON 1 offense. That is assholery of the highest order. Now, OP is asking if he's an asshole for having a photo of his son's test framed and hanging in the living room. I'm going to say you probably should have approached that differently. Ask on three. So you're not as big of an asshole as your parents, OP. Still a little bit of an asshole, though. I mean, the only reason that you have that hanging up is specifically to be an asshole. So you kind of have to accept the title that comes along with the action, right? So far, you're a big family of assholes. We don't know much about how your wife views the whole parent situation here. So right now, she's not an asshole. Your kid obviously isn't an asshole. But you're a little bit of one, and your parents definitely are assholes. So if it's in the blood... Your kid might be doomed here to be a little bit of an asshole, at least. Let's hope that your wife balances that out. I get where everybody's coming from here. I'm still curious how you guys met, you and your wife, just saying. Also, check it out. That is Moira, a new Santa Bebe shirt. It might be available in the store. You better go check. Am I the asshole for refusing to play nice to my father's girlfriend and by doing so preventing them from moving in together? Some background info. My mother, 37, had me, 20 male, at 17. She was never a mother to me and I was raised by my grandparents and later my uncle, 34. When I was 8, my grandma got sick and my uncle, who was 22 at the time, started taking me in and I moved in with him full time at 12. I only saw my mother for family events and she was always criticizing me, how I looked, my hobbies, what I liked. By 14, I refused to talk to and or see her. When I was 18, my uncle proposed to legally adopt me. I decided to go see my mother one last time to inform her and have some closure. During this talk, she told me my father's name. I talked to my family about him, and long story short, basically everyone knows him. His family lived in the same town as my great-grandparents, and my family used to go there every holiday. I decided to try to meet him with my uncle. He, 36, moved back a few years ago to be close to his family, and he took everything pretty well. I did make make sure to inform him that I already had a dad. He told me that he had no children and was interested in knowing me. He presented me to his parents, and they even found some pictures of me with him from before he went to college. For the last two years, we had a pretty great relationship. He also got along well with my uncle. At college, I call him once a week, and I see him pretty often. The issue is his girlfriend, Anna. They don't live together, and have been a couple for over three years. She made it clear that I had no place here. After a few encounters with her, she reminded me so much of my mom, her attitude, her remarks and critiques that I refused to go see him for a while. I think he realized because he told me that she didn't need to be here every time. I only see her when I go to eat with him at his parents. She still manages to make it clear that I don't belong in this family. When I ask a question, she tells me stuff like, if you were really a part of the family, you should know, always pointing physical differences out. 
so it was a surprise when she called me last week. I thought it was an emergency, so I answered. She told me that she wanted to move in with my dad, but he refused because he knows we don't get along, and he wanted his house to be a safe place for me, and he was afraid I would come by less if she was there all the time. It's the truth. She then told me I should put my grudges aside and try to be nicer to her for my father's sake. I told her no. I had years of therapy to be able to remove toxic people from my life, and being with her is like being with my mom. I don't want to put myself in this kind of situation anymore. I talked to my uncle and he agrees. For him, my mental health should always be my top priority. But some other people think that I should at least make an effort for my father's happiness and that it would be selfish to not try. Okay, so I'm going to go with 100% not the asshole here. And that is because he has tried. He's received treatment from his real dad's girlfriend that is similar to what he received with his mom. And he knows how that story ends. It doesn't. It's just a repeated cycle of verbal abuse, basically. And the girlfriend here, I understand her situation. She was with real dad and, and everything was going great. And then all of a sudden, boom, this kid shows up. Holy crap. The whole dynamic changes. But she chose an extremely selfish route and decided to just be shitty instead of trying to make it work. I don't know what she thought she was going to accomplish by this. Repel the kid, which she kind of has done. But now she selfishly wants to move in with real dad. And now there's an obstacle. And she's only trying to just remove that obstacle for her own sake. Number one, she seems like a shit person. Number two, I think you're kind of doing your dad a favor here, OP, by making sure that she doesn't move in with him because she seems like a shit person. And if she's a shit person to you, she's going to be a shit person to him if she's not already. So do not give in. Remain strong. Repel the assholes. We need to get asshole repellent. There's a freaking t-shirt waiting to happen. It's an aerosol can, but it's asshole repellent. Come on, we can make this happen. And we need to send a whole case to this kid, not the asshole. We have an update for the Am I the Asshole for refusing to play nice to my father's girlfriend and by doing so preventing them from moving in together story. So at first I wasn't sure about making an update, but the comments I got really helped me. You are all saying what my uncle and some friends were saying to me, but it's different hearing it from people who don't know me and aren't biased. After reading your comments, I realized what the issue was. When I explain my family situation to people, a lot of them, not close friends and immediate family, say the same thing. How lucky I am to have a bio dad who wants and agrees to spend time to get to know me. How grateful I should be. My bio dad or his family never made me feel like that. But I guess that after hearing a lot of people saying it, it kind of got to me and I realized now that I was restraining myself to not disappoint him. I guess in my mind I had to work and be nice to have his affection because I did not deserve it. You can blame my bio mom for that. Anyways, after realizing that, I also realized I never told him and his parents how his girlfriend was treating me. And I also realized she was smart enough to do it when they were all out of earshot. I am a non-confrontational person and I was scared to say everything at once to my bio dad. And I was afraid to not be able to express properly everything I wanted to convey. I talked to my uncle about it and he proposed to make an appointment with a therapist to have a kind of family session so it would be easier for me to express myself. We did it before in our family and it helped me a lot. We talked about it to my bio dad and he immediately agreed. He could sense that something was off. Anyway, during the session, I kind of exploded. I started talking and I couldn't stop myself. At first, I felt like I made no sense because I was saying everything and nothing at once, but luckily the therapist helped a lot. We all had a very long talk and put everything on the table. My bio dad had no idea that it was this bad with his girlfriend and he was really appalled and remorseful for not realizing it. Something that angered 
angered him and my uncle a lot was the comment about me not looking like my dad, which I never took notice of because it's true. My mom and uncle are half Filipino, and I took everything from the Filipino side except his dimples. Apparently, the comments about me not being a part of the family was because of my racial background. So yeah, on top of everything, she was racist. All of this happened last month, and since then he broke up with her, and I try to be more honest about what I feel without being afraid of what he thinks. He also proposed to continue family therapy if I feel like it would help me talk about certain topics. This relationship is still a work in progress, but honestly, I feel very good about it. And some of you asked, but yes, my uncle adopted me when I turned 18. So thanks again for all your help and kind words. I was really expecting to be called an asshole when I wrote the original post. Man, how freaking sad but happy at the same time is all of this. This 20-year-old kid felt guilty for feeling like he was being attacked. He felt like he didn't deserve love. He felt like he didn't deserve a safe place. And because of that, remained silent. Until the world of Reddit reached out and touched his life. And how cool is this? Because of people commenting, his life will never be the same now. Also, he saved his freaking bio dad from a shit relationship with a shitty person. So... Applause all around for OP here. Holy cow. This is, um, a lot of what we do is fun and it's funny and we look at a lot of really messed up situations and try to make sense of them, but this is such a great highlight of actual good that can come from a situation where someone explains what's going on to people on the internet and they're genuinely helpful in response. So those of you who comment and you are genuinely helpful, thank you so much. This didn't happen on our content. This happened on the original post, but what a great example and what a great way to think that we can actually help people's lives. I mean, mostly we're just going to observe and talk about how messed up everything is and feel better about our lives and sometimes make the occasional uh, joke, you know, Moira voice or whatever it is, but real good can come from this. It's crazy. It's just crazy. So happy. Am I the asshole for telling my sister I am not going to invite her parents to my graduation just to have her there? Odd. I mean, if it's your sister, don't you have the same parents? I guess we'll find out. It's early to have this fight, but it's one we have been having because I no longer live with her. Background. My sister and I were under five when our parents divorced. I was four at the time and she was one. Two years later, our mom was in a horrific car accident that changed our lives forever. My father was already married again at that time and they made the decision, him with his wife, to have her take over and raise us as their own children together. Even though my mom did nothing wrong and was technically still alive, just critically ill. My mom was left permanently disabled by her injuries, and she was in the hospital for almost a year and spent a further three-ish years in rehabilitation, learning how to function again. During all of this, my sister and I were not allowed to see or speak to our mom, and in this time, my sister decided that my father's wife was her real mother and that my mom was just dad's ex-wife, which was encouraged by him and his wife. <sighs> well, now the title makes sense, and this is eight shades of messed up. Mom was able to get to a place where she could ask the court for time with us. It started out supervised because of her disability and the time it had been since we had seen her. But the damage was done with my sister and her. My sister did not want to spend time with her, did not want to call her mom. She would yell at me for hugging mom or calling her mom and would say that I was hurting our mom. It crushed my mom. It crushed her in a way I still remember at that young age. It also made me very angry at my father and his wife. The custody situation was fought back against by my father and his wife, who said mom's place in our lives interrupted our stability and family 
family dynamic. We had to speak to many therapists and a guardian ad litem of the courts. I was spoken to by a social worker and the judge on the case. In the end, it was decided that it was in my best interest to see my mom and have a relationship with her, but that it was in my sister's best interest not to and to have things go back to the way they were. No contact with mom for her. Mom was heartbroken and my father was furious that mom would get access to me. Why? Today I am 18. It's my senior year of high school and I now live with my mom and have cut off my father and his wife. I still talk to my sister, but our relationship is very strained. We no longer feel like sisters. We almost feel like step-siblings because we do not claim the same parents anymore. That includes my father. She has talked about graduation and how she wants to be there, but she doesn't want to go with mom. She wants her parents there. I do not want them there. I do not want them in my life at all. She said she can't come otherwise. I told her I would not invite her parents just to have her there. I could hear her cry after I said it, and she was mad at me for picking mom over my real family. I feel bad. Despite how messed up this all is, I still love my sister, even though I'm not sure we can ever be close again. I don't want to hurt her. Am I the asshole? Whoa. I wish we could know why father and his wife don't want them to see mom. I wish we knew what that reasoning was because it feels like a huge hole in this story that's just filled with question marks. It feels like it would explain a lot of this stuff. But as is always the case, we get what we get here. We don't get any further context. We don't get to interview the OP and ask additional questions. We have the words that are on this page in this original post. So that's what we have to go on. Let's go with it. With this situation as is, I say that OP is definitely not the asshole at all. She obviously had very strong feelings about one to keep her dad and his wife out of her life. And if the sister can't respect that, then she can't come to graduation. That's all there is to it. And if she really wanted to go, she would find a way to go. I understand that sister has strong feelings about bio mom. So let's respect that here too. She doesn't have to go with bio mom. Surely she can find another way there. How old is she? She is three years younger than OP. So she is 15. I understand there are complications with that, but if her dad and mom won't let her go, unless they go, then she doesn't get to go. That's all there is to it. If she wants to go bad enough and can find a way to get permission from her dad and his wife, I'm just referring to them as OP did here, then she could go with a friend who is going or find some other way there that doesn't involve having to go with or sit right next to bio mom. There is a path there. OP doesn't have to choose to invite trauma in just to have her sister there. It is not a package deal. It doesn't have to be. It shouldn't be. So OP, not the asshole. Stand your ground. Keep toxic people out of your life. And I call them toxic without knowing their reasoning for doing what they did, but you have decided that they're toxic, so they're toxic. Congratulations on your graduation, by the way. The real world out here ain't much more fun. Am I the asshole for refusing to stay with my mother-in-law for Christmas? I need to give some background. My female 26, mother-in-law, and I don't get along and haven't for the entirety of my husband's, male 27, and my relationship. For example, last year we were visiting her family for Thanksgiving out of state. She stated that her family wasn't willing to help pay for my plane ticket, even though they were paying for everyone else. Turns out she didn't even ask. She also gave my husband a huge bag of holiday treats and goodies for him and gave me a box of five small chocolates and told him he didn't need to share. Oh, God. 
I'm so shocked that this is mother-in-law drama. Actually, I'm not shocked at all. I'm being facetious. But we know now, based on experience, that we can go ahead and kick on those red flags. She is constantly making passive-aggressive comments to both husband and I. The most recent one, she suggested we split Christmas, and he spent it with his family and me with mine. The final straw was when she made fun of my master's program and the classes I was taking. She sounds like a real holiday bitch biscuit. I told my husband that if we spend Christmas with his family again, I'm not staying at her house. His father and stepmom are amazing, and I have a great relationship with them, and I know they'd be more than happy to have us stay with them. My family thinks I'm justified in that decision, but my husband asks me to reconsider if things were to change, to which I responded, no. So am I the asshole for refusing to stay with her? Update, some information added. My mother-in-law is incredibly manipulative, you don't say, and has been abusive to my husband in the past, you don't say. He's only just now learning that her behavior isn't okay and would be considered abusive, you don't say. I also agree he needs to confront her a little more, but I can also sort of understand his hesitation. Woof. Okay. It's no surprise to any of us watching this video that she is a manipulative person, especially to her son, especially most fervently against his bride. None of that is surprising. It's something that we unfortunately see way too often. But... You have something here that most stories don't have, and that's your husband beginning to realize what's happening. In most cases, mama's boys are just stuck being mama's boys, and I'm talking about mama's boys with manipulative, like, way out there mother-in-laws who just control everything and over-manipulate, basically. Normally, they don't wake up from that. They're in that zombie-like state for entirety, even after their mother's pass. So your dude at least is beginning to realize what's happening to him, and hopefully he decides to step up and do something about it. Here's the added layer of complication that you have, OP. If he is now awake to being manipulated, he has to consider your actions of trying to convince him of taking a stand to his mom, which you have beef with, as manipulation as well. It's only natural that he would begin to look at that and say, is this pure intent? And I believe that it is. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt there, but he, if he's learning how to be aware of this kind of thing, has to at least evaluate. And that may lead to some questions that you need to be okay with if you really do have pure intentions here. Expect mother-in-law to call a red flag on that as well by saying to her son, which she's trying to keep her control of, that you are now trying to control him. That is an inevitable situation, so it's going to be a tough road ahead no matter what. But hopefully, he can come to these conclusions on his own. You don't have to try to nudge him along any further because that just strengthens the whole issue manipulating me thing. And then that's less ammo that mother-in-law can use against you. So hopefully he wakes up and does what needs to happen in order to at least put an end to that and provide some stability and some happiness for you guys. Hopefully that happens. I don't believe that she's ever going to stop trying to control him. Why would she at this point? It's been 100% success on that mission till right now. So she's going to fight for it. You better believe it. Be ready. That's all I got to say. Be ready. And don't try too hard because then you're playing the same game.
Am I the asshole for refusing to attend my in-laws Christmas dinner? My husband's family has a tradition of always eating out at a pizza restaurant for Christmas Eve dinner. Once we got married, it was expected I would join the family for this. Problem is, I cannot eat dairy, and this particular restaurant only has pizza. No dairy-free food at all. So last year, I chose not to attend the dinner, and I just meet up with everyone after. My husband attended the dinner. My mother-in-law was upset with me, because they usually exchange presents at the restaurant and said it was rude of me to not attend. But I didn't want to watch everyone else eat and chose not to go. During this past year, my husband was diagnosed with lactose intolerance and doesn't eat much dairy now either. So we suggested that this year we would make homemade pizzas. That way it was still the pizza tradition, but we could make dairy-free options for ourselves. My mother-in-law said no and said that I specifically was ruining their family's tradition. She said we should all go to the restaurant still and the two of us should just eat beforehand. I still have no interest in watching everyone else eat. My husband and I are refusing to join them and are instead making plans to spend Christmas Eve with my family. We were told that we are ruining Christmas for the whole family. I'm starting to wonder if I'm being too stubborn and we should just go to the restaurant to make everyone else happy. So I'd like to know, am I the asshole for refusing to go to dinner? Edit to answer the two common questions coming up. I have an allergy, not just an intolerance. Also, we have called the restaurant and there is dairy in their crust and sauce so they cannot guarantee any dairy-free options. Oh, God. I think to determine if you're the asshole or not, OP, we really needed to know how many people go. How many people is your decision affecting? Because it sounds like it's going to move this entire tradition to a new place. And while I understand why you don't want to go, if your decision to try to move it means that 87 people now have to move with it and it's a change that is tough for them, then you might be the asshole. If it's less than 10 people, I don't think you're the asshole. And really, I would think that everyone would understand. And as you see new generations flow through these, people will probably end up wanting to change that location to somewhere different at some point anyway. Why does it have to stay there? All these questions that we don't get to know the answers to. It makes one just sit and ponder what could be. So we had a tradition like this at a particular pizza restaurant here where I live, and then the pizza restaurant closed, so it had to move, and it kind of moved to just different places. Change isn't terrible for this kind of thing. Without knowing what the reason is that it has to be at that place, it's hard to make a determination. But mother-in-law should be understanding of your decision not to go. You not being there because you can't eat there shouldn't ruin the whole freaking event. You offended her by not taking part in the tradition, and that's it. And then when your husband became lactose intolerant, that's like, oh, well, she can't be pissed now because like most mother-in-laws, their sons are the babes and there's no way that she would treat him the same way that she treated you, right? But no, she gets pissed because you guys want to do something different. She's pissed at him too. So is it just the pizza restaurant? Is it the tradition of it all? What is it? And I think for OP, for them to determine if they're being the asshole or not, and to determine if it is possible to pivot this to a new location, they need to talk to more than just mother-in-law that is within this group that attends that party and would be moving to your house with it or wherever it is that the homemade pizzas will be made. If no one 
else thinks it's a big deal and it's just mother-in-law, then no, you're not the asshole. If everybody is resistant to it, there's probably a good reason for it and you might be the asshole. I don't think there's anything you could have done differently here except for maybe bring your own food and clear it with the restaurant ahead of time so that you could go to this restaurant and you could eat and not just have to watch everyone else eat. That is the only potential path that I think you missed here that you could have pursued if you really wanted to check all boxes for all parties. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, I guess. Am I the asshole for refusing to ask my mom to buy Christmas presents for our children, though my wife wants me to? My mom and my wife have a pretty awkward relationship. I feel like they flat out hate each other, but try to fake it for me. One of my wife's boundaries is that she and our children will never spend Christmas with my mom. I could if I wanted to, but obviously I'm not going to leave my kids on Christmas, so we just don't see my mom. It makes me a little sad, but it's not a huge deal. My mom's never said anything about it, so I thought we were all good, but my wife recently brought up how she finds it weird that my mom never buys her grandchildren Christmas presents. I said to be fair, she doesn't see them that often, probably doesn't know what they are into, and never sees them over Christmas. My wife said it was still weird. She pointed out how her grandparents never spend Christmas with us, as they are old and live out a state, but still mail gifts. She said it isn't about the gifts, but the principle, and that my mom has no excuse as she is very financially comfortable. She asked me to gently bring it up, and I said no. I said it's embarrassing, and I'm not going to go and beg my mom for Christmas gifts, especially when we aren't willing to spend holidays with her. I feel it comes off as greedy and entitled. My wife is currently furious with me. Well, awkward, I guess, is the theme for this whole story here, because your wife and your mom have an awkward relationship you are now in an awkward situation either way because if you tell your wife no that's awkward and you're in the doghouse if you tell your wife yes and you actually go ask your mom you're in an awkward situation there so what do you I can tell you that in the general situation of choosing whether to make your mom happy or your wife happy, you should choose your wife. However, the fact that your wife forbids you from being there on Christmas begs some questions. Like, why? There's got to be a good reason for that, and I know that we don't get to know what that is right now, but I think you, OP, if you don't know what that reason is yet, you need to find out and then see if there's any way to remedy that so that you can actually you know, have a healthy relationship across the board. Assuming that you don't get that opportunity or you have already tried or it's just not going to happen, then I certainly understand your position and I certainly understand your wife's feelings. I don't think anybody's the asshole here. Now, there's always the possibility that your mom is intentionally not buying the grandkids presents just as a symbolic resistance to the change or never spending Christmas with her. If she is doing that on purpose, then your wife actually has a case here. It doesn't make you an asshole, but it means that you should be more likely to take action. So I would try to find that out. And if you don't know already why they have beef, try to find that out too. But there is a potential path here where everyone loves each other and has quality time together, maybe even over the holidays. So find out what you can, gather some intel, and then act on it toward a solution path, whatever best path exists. You're not the asshole, but you've got a little bit of work to do. Am I the asshole for refusing to give my ex updates on our son after his surgery? 
I, 25 female, and my ex, 28 male, have a two-year-old son together. Our son was born with a birth defect that required surgery last year, which resulted in a week at the hospital to recover and a month of recovery at home. While at the hospital, I would get constant calls and texts 24-7 from my ex asking for updates, which is a normal thing to ask. However, every time I would tell him, his response always led to yelling at me for not telling him sooner, even if whatever it was had just happened. His thought was that the second I heard a slight change, I should immediately be calling him. I never waited longer than a full day to update him. However, the calls and texts from him were becoming extremely exhausting. Not to mention I was extremely depressed and overwhelmed during this time. What frustrated me the most was he never made a single attempt to come up to the hospital or even see him after. It's been a year since then, and due to the damage from the birth defect, our son needs another surgery with the same recovery time. Not once did my ex ever go to any doctor's appointments, testing, etc., but would consistently berate me if I did not call him immediately to tell him every detail. So yesterday, I went to pick up my son at his grandmother's, ex's mom's house, and when seeing my ex, I reminded him of our son's surgery coming up soon. His first response was that I better make sure to constantly call him. I stopped him mid-sentence and told him no. He looked confused, so I explained if he wanted to know what was going on, he could go to the hospital and ask the doctors himself. He got angry and started yelling, but I just took my son and went home. Now I've gotten a ton of messages from him saying, I'm the asshole, and denying him access to his child, but I'm tired of being the messenger. Am I the asshole? Edit, I should also add that I'm a full-time single mom. We never married and have no custody arrangement. I have him seven days a week, 24-7, along with working two jobs and going to college online. Just taking two weeks off of work for both jobs is already a huge financial stress that I can't afford to make, but I have no choice. I also receive no financial help from him whatsoever. First of all, this is a really messed up situation, and I feel uh, badly for you and feel badly for your child. And I hope one day your child's father gets his head out of his ass and starts deciding to make the right decisions and actively be a part of your child's life. It's not your job to report every single detail to him. It's his job to be involved. And you guys can develop a good communication method, but it has to be something that you both agree on as parents. Right now, if he's with you 24-7 and you don't have any kind of arrangement, I'm, I'm wondering if the dad has any legal claim to the child at all. Is he on the birth certificate? I do know this. In in this kind of situation where you've got two separate parents and you've got a child involved, if things get complicated or messy at all, it's time for some kind of arrangement in writing. It's the safest way to go, can be a pain in the butt, but it is a framework that you can always default to and reference for any kind of irregularity like this. And it would outline the responsibilities of communication. I don't know what his deal is, but his expectations are unreasonable. And him choosing not to be involved at all just reeks of douchebag. I got no other way to say it. Boy needs to grow up. He's 28. It's time. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.